This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, they got the cheat code. That's right. They know everything they need to know about the catacombs. So, do they jump right into the catacombs and go full force? Of course not. What am I talking about? These are the agents of Edgewatch. They never do anything full force. So, in the beginning of this episode, we have a little bit of bookkeeping, and we do a little bit of shopping, a little bit of management. And again, a lot of people have always asked me to keep this stuff in, so I keep it in. It's not that long, but I personally find it interesting to see how other people manage their parties and their inventory and all that stuff. And actually, a lot of people have asked me that. And it has evolved over the years. When I first started out, everyone used to write, you know, all their inventory on their pieces of paper and their sheets. And the problem is, is when you're playing Adventure Paths, when you're playing games that go from level 1 to level 20, I promise you, no one gets this right. Everyone forgets what they have. Everyone forgets what inventory they have, what potions, what magic scrolls and wands and everything. And I remember lots of times where we get into arguments where they're level 10. They're like, oh yeah, I found that thing like two years ago. And no one remembers. So that's when I started to keep everything in Excel. And there's two ways I handle it. I either do it myself, but people are like, oh, I never let the GM handle it. No, I keep track of everything because I know where all the loot is. So trust me, what I have, I share with everyone. It's not that I'm in charge of the loot, it's that I'm in charge of the loot, and then when they find the loot, I tell them what they found, and then they tell me who keeps it, and then I just put the name next to it. And then when it gets used, I cross it off. The other way I do it is that we have what's called a loot master, where we have one person in the party who's in charge of the loot. And if someone really enjoys it, that always works out really well, because then they take care of it, and I just share my you know information with them, and they take care of the loot. So those are the two ways we did it. In the past, we would do it through Excel, and I would print out the Excel spreadsheet and bring it with me. But now, we have moved on to Google Docs. And especially because we're all online, having Google Docs is great because you have access to the inventory whenever you want. Plus, the nice thing about Google Docs is that it keeps a full history of every single edit ever in history. So, you will always know who did what. If someone added something or deleted something, you can't hide from Google Docs, so it's impossible to cheat. So, Google Docs is the way to go. I actually have two Google Docs. I have one Google Docs, which is my own copy that keeps a master list of all the inventory, as well as all the XP and all the monsters they kill. Although, we kind of use Milestone XP, which means they just sort of level up when necessary. I still like to keep the XP just so that it keeps track of where they were and what dates they killed certain things. It just helps me organize things, especially when I'm doing the podcast. But then there's a public Google Sheet, and this is new. I only started to do this a few months ago because it was starting to get a little out of hand, so I just list 
all the potions, all the consumables in one big spreadsheet and anyone can edit it. I don't lock it or anything. It's just like, okay, here's what everyone has and here's the number of what everyone has. And everyone can see it at any point in time and they can just go in there and you know they even add to it all the time on Edgewatch, they usually just read from it but on the circus podcast they add and edit to it all the time i'm not the only one like working on that sheet so it makes it really easy and this has worked out great no one argues there's no arguments over how many potions i have and they could see it and every so often you know they will say hey i thought i had three but i'm like look it's right here and you could look at the history You've had three since January 1st. That's when you got it and you bought it there. And they're like, oh, okay. And there you go. And it sounds like a minor thing, but let me tell you, when it's life and death on the line and someone is about to die and you need that healing potion and you go and tell the PC, hey, you don't have any, let me tell you, the fights can get pretty fierce. I've had those fights. I've had those battles. I've had people screaming and yelling at each other because they feel like they had certain things in the inventory sheet that they don't. Now, of course, nine times out of ten, as the GM, you can say, fine, you have it. But I'll tell you what, after the fourth or fifth time that happens, you get kind of tired of that as the GM. And you feel like, you know, there's got to be a little bit more organization here. It can't be all, okay, I guess you had that. And it gets kind of annoying, and that is why we do everything in public so everyone can see what everyone has. I am curious to know how you do it in your game, if I'm the only one who uses Google Sheets or uses Excel to keep track of it, or you just let all the players do their own management. I tell you, whenever I've done that in the past, it might work for like a one-shot or a single adventure. I think that's fine. I think you could have the PCs manage their own inventory, but for an adventure path, forget it. When you go from level 1 to 20, and they're looking at using stuff that they haven't used in literally a year or two, that you really need to have it organized in one place. So anyhow, we talk about that a little. You get a little bit behind the scenes in the beginning. I kept it in. If you really don't like it, you can skip. It's only about maybe 20 minutes or so. But there's also some explanation as to how the runic system works why they're taking certain runes, why they're not taking certain runes. I actually thought it was pretty funny, and to be honest, they actually make a lot of jokes, so actually it was very funny. So we cut that all in, and then they get right to the adventure, and oof, this is an uh, interesting week. I'll put it to you like that. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's show notes. Show notes, once again, we're talking about the Battles of Bestiary Kickstarter, which is starting on August 31st and coming up soon. And we are going to have three books. Everyone knows this by now. Battles of Bestiary, Dragon Ancestry book, and The Adventure Path. Now, I finally finished The Adventure Path. I'll talk a little bit about that because I thought maybe people would be interested because I am working with Patrick Rennie, Ron Lundeen, and Linda Zayas Palmer. Three people who are experts at writing adventures. And two of them who run The Adventure Path for Paizo which is putting me in a really weird position because I'm running and designing this adventure path and the people working for me are the people who design and write adventure paths. And it's just a little weird, I'll be honest. But I wrote out the outline. I finished the outline for the adventure. You know, that was the first thing they said. They're like, okay, Steve, you got to write out the outline and that will become the Bible. And then this is going to be what we get. And everything in there is what we're going to use when we write our adventure. And I said, okay, I'm going to write this out. And they're like, oh yeah, try to be as detailed as possible. And I took that a little bit to heart 
because I now have 67 pages for a three-book adventure path. So, yeah, that was a little bit more than they're used to, to say the least. But I, I had to write out all the lore because this does not take place in Galarian. It takes place on a new world with new gods, new religion system, new land masses, new ancestries, the whole kit and caboodle. But one thing I'm going to tell you is that the feel for these adventures is that we're going for a really fun feel. Like, a really fun feel. We were talking about it. It's very much like the Goonies or Raiders of the Lost Ark or Indiana Jones. Like, just fun. Like, it's not going to be dead serious. I feel like Starfinder, which maybe started out serious, actually has become and completely embrace Guardians of the Galaxy. It has gone full goofy, and it really is great because of that. It's not hard science fiction. It's like super goofy science fiction, and I love Starfinder for that. Pathfinder can get a little goofy and a little silly at times, but it is mostly a pretty serious game, and I love it for that, but I said, you know what? This adventure path is going to be the Pathfinder version of Starfinder, or the Starfinder version of Pathfinder. You know what I mean. Basically, we're going to make it a fun, really cool adventure. As I told them, I want it to be Pixar meets Indiana Jones. And that is what we're going to have. A really fun pirate adventure. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We're going to have the artwork come out in a little while. But I do have the titles of the three adventures. There's only three adventures. But as I have found out, and Paizo was finding out actually quite a bit, is that three book adventure paths are way easier to manage, run, and connect. The biggest issue with the six book adventure paths is it's really, really hard to have one story continue through six books. But three books, it's very easy to build it. And, you know, very much like movies. You think about it, movies are usually in trilogies and books are in trilogies. And, well, I can go into this forever. Anyhow, they have agreed that, you know, three book adventure paths might be the future. It's a lot easier to finish. It's a lot smaller of a commitment. And quite frankly, it's a lot easier to write and manage, especially now we are a team of four. And I can imagine a team of four is a heck of a lot easier to manage than a team of seven. So the book's titles for the Jewel of the Indigo Isles are book one, Search for the Pirate's Pendant. And that will take you from level one to level four. Then Voyage to Runaway Reef. And that will take you from level four to level seven. And then Battle at Barnacle Bay. And that will take you from level 7 to level 10. So there you go. Very old school. A lot of alliteration. I love alliteration. And we're even going to have the font kind of look like a 50s font. You know, Raiders of the Lost Ark type. And I think you're going to love it. It's really, really got a great story. Everything connects. There's all these ties between all the adventures. Everything in book one is going to happen within book two and book three, and they're all connecting, and characters in book one are going to show up and later in book two and three, and you're going to find out backstories. It's great. It's, it's really good. I went through a lot of effort to make sure that you had connective tissue between all three books so that you felt like you were just playing one big, massive adventure. And it just came out fantastic. I can't wait till they start writing it. And best of all, here's the thing that I really am proud of, is that everyone on this team has seen every adventure. Literally, every adventure ever written, they have either played or seen or read. And I said, you know what? We're going to put stuff in this adventure that no one has ever done, ever. Never seen, never done, doesn't exist. 
look as many adventures as you can, you'll never find it. And actually, I gave a lot of those to Linda. And I said to Linda, I said, Linda, I'm real sorry. I gave you stuff that just doesn't exist, that never has been done, and you're going to have to figure it out. And boy, she is so excited. She told me, this is fantastic. I love the challenge of actually writing something that no one has ever done before, ever seen, and I finally get to invent something new. And not just one thing, but multiple things. Again, I can't talk about it because I'll give away the adventure, but the whole goal is to make an adventure that will be super duper memorable. And then of course, everyone's asking me, when am I gonna run it? And I'm thinking about that. Wow, this has gotta be like a dream come true. I can't imagine. Maybe the first time ever in history. I mean, yeah, if you're running your own homebrew stuff, but someone who actually designed an adventure path that's having adventure path written, I can have the opportunity to run my own adventure path on Roll for Combat in my own world, with my own religion, and no one can argue with me because it's mine. I, I literally wrote the rules. So if people have problems with it, too too bad. I, it's mine. I, I know the rules. In fact, this happened the other day when they were arguing with me about the monster parts system, and they were saying that's not the way it works. And I said, yeah, it is. I wrote them. I know exactly how it works. It's my freaking rules. Don't argue with me. Of course, I told that to uh, the Paizo people, and they said, yeah, get, get, get used to it. Get used to have everyone telling you, the person who wrote the rules, that you're wrong. So uh, that's going to happen to you a lot. I was like, great. Can't wait. Anyhow, make sure you check it out. Just go to kickstarter.rollforcombat.com, August 31st. I promise you, every single piece of this puzzle we are making sure is of the beyond highest quality. The best of the best. I'm putting every single AAA person I can think of on this project. And if there's one thing I ever do, and it's writing these books and putting them out, I will be happy because I've done a lot of things in my life, but this is a dream come true. Not just working on these, but actually working with these people and having you, the Roll for Combat community, supporting it and being so enthusiastic. It's really, it's really great. <laughs> it's what gets me up in the morning and every day I'm very excited to work on this stuff. So make sure you check it out. I am making sure that every single thing you get, you will enjoy and get tons of hours of enjoyment from. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. Last one we left off, you entered the catacombs where you encountered a large variety of monsters and mysteries, where you found and defeated two black puddings, one of which had a stone lever, which it appears like it might fit inside a brass box next to the broad porcolis off into the east. You also found the tomb of the heroic knight Firfrith and his steed Porlia, the headless horseman spirit wandering the hallways. There's a large statue in front of the tome, and the statue appears to be missing a large chain around his neck. You also found a burial chamber in the lower level of the catacombs. And in the chamber, you found a skin-saw turncoat named Danis Dancarius Tumblaro, who was eager to leave the cult. So you escorted him out of the catacombs and returned back to headquarters. In addition, Danicus asked you to rescue his friend Gubbs, who knows the traps and how to avoid them in the Sanctum. 
He also believes that Gubbs might be imprisoned in something called the Screaming Cell, and that Skinner's second-in-command, Violetta, has been experimenting with some kind of monster in that room. Something much, much worse than her infamous skin stitchers. So you are back at the headquarters where you have turned in Danicus, where he will turn state's evidence to go free. And he's going to have a debriefing with Sergeant Olo. And you are all beat up, tired, exhausted. And uh, it's time to rest and get some grub from the Mimic, I presume. Yum, 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 yum. I don't need that food. Chris Beamer is playing Lomang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. Ew. John Statz is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human ruffian rogue. It's, it's all they have now. The Mimic Sharky has been promoted to head chef. That's awesome. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. Because Sharky has the ability to cook faster than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, Sharky accidentally might grab the wrong ingredient and throw it in there, but it adds a little flavor to the meal. You know, you know, sometimes he goes a little too fast, <laughs> but hey, Sharky is just speedy Gonzalez when it comes to whipping up meals for a complete garrison of troops and guards. So That is goblin culinary technique you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> just grab whatever's nearby and throw it in a pot. Fast. There you go. Pathfinder Russell. Goblins invented fast food, you know. So does the sergeant have anything uh, about Dennis? Did he, like, uh, debrief him, get any inf information out of him? Or is that just we turn him loose and he stands tall before the uh, man? Sergeant Olo says he was like, all right, well, why don't you guys get some rest? And uh, I'll write up a report for you early in the morning. So when you're ready to go out, we'll, we'll give you all the information that we gather. And then we'll go from there. That sounds good. So you have a night to rest and relax, or you can just get up and say, "Bing, it's the next morning. It's up to you." Well, we do have that uh, rune that we want, that wounding rune. Yes, you do have a little bit of money, and you do have a little bit of loot. The loot you specifically have is, let's see, you have the wounding weapon rune, which you can put on something. You have a move. You have a silver chain shirt which is magical. You found the string of beads, which I believe you did identify as a fireball type one necklace. So that's completely fresh. And you also just found various Aradin relics. And those are just worth 25. So you just get, you know, money for those. And of course you found the stone lever, which you think is a lever. So altogether, I gave you your totals. Everyone has like 200 plus gold except Gomez, who has 45, because Gomez is addicted to feather tokens. Gomez, Gomez <laughs> wishes he was a bird and he gets and, and it's, it's less than that because the first thing I do is refresh all my scrolls. Okay. Problem with that is I don't know how many, I don't know how many scrolls you And need. it gets worse because <laughs> oh, I clicked Night's Rest and okay. Hero Lab refreshed all my scrolls. So I don't even remember what the fuck I used. Okay, well, I, I know you used Pest Form. That's true. That's the only one I have here, because you still have your Charm. That might have still, been it. You still have your Push, your Long Strider, your Snowball, your Spider Sting. 
Because we got away without you without using a lot of yeah. the healing scrolls. The only one you used was pest form. No, he you summoned some uh, critters to go through the bars. That, that, that is was that was using, a spell. That was oh, okay. that was a, right. that was a spell. You still have five scrolls of heal first level. You still have five scrolls of heal second level. You still have one low mang scroll. Thank you. That's for me only. The other thing you used, you <laughs> did use the chest feather that's token. That's true. I did. And that's why the items were stuck inside the chest. And that's why you had to wait until you came back before you can get them out. So the only consumables that you used is the chest feather token and the pest form scrolls. But I can figure that out. And you guys can go to the edible page. There's a page now where I have everything listed because... The uh, consumables are getting rather large, so if you look at that page, you can see them whenever you want. It's all it's all for you. If you go to player chat right there, the Google Doc, you click on that and you can see what everyone has. And also the necklace of fireballs, one sixty-six fireball was used by Basil for the original one that he bought. Yep. But otherwise, yeah, everything's in here. So let me know if there's. Well, can we try to ID the magic chain shirt? Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do the ID of the chain shirt. Let's see. I will roll that for you. Unless it's really bad. I do my new cool thing. I don't tell you what it is. I will send you the link. And you, good sir, can tell everyone what, what it is. In game. And give them as little or as much information as you want. All right, then. There you go. That is what it is. You tell me. Or you do what you want to do. And while we're thinking and waiting, who wants the wounding rune on what? Basil, were we were you putting that on the bow? Did we determine if that could fit on the I bow? I didn't think we'd decided yet. It can go on a bow. It can go on a bow. It can go on anything. Any weapon except for what can it go on my hand wraps of Yes. It can? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I've got that uh, Mon Gosh or Mon Gosh or whatever it is without a rune. Does it stack with Well, remember, uh... a property rune is separate from potency or a striking rune. Correct. So basically, you're allowed to wow. have a plus one striking rune on your weapon, and then you could have one extra. So, like, you already have shifting, so you can't put another yeah, one. Yeah, I have shifting. Later, on when you get, later, when you get to a plus two, then you can put two. It basically... It goes like one rune, then two runes, then three, then four, then five, then six. What does wounding do again? It's it's bleed really damage. Good. It's one d six of bleed damage, one d twelve on a crit. Yeah, one d twelve of bleed damage on a crit. Yeah, it's really good. Mm. It's really good. I feel like maybe low mang because flurry of blows, he does more. Yeah, he hits. can use it on your wraps and go for it, dude. Yeah, I like I like that. I like the sound of that. That's a good thing. I mean, probably the next most used is is my um you punched them to a bloody pulp the chain shirt is a plus one silver chain shirt and it also gives you you can see in moonlight as though you had low light vision oh so that's not for me though yeah see probably either me or dougie i don't know oh I mean, go gomez for it, can you yeah I don't I've, know if you I've got plus one chain uh, already, i got so. dark vision okay all right then i guess i'll take that because that's uh, the at least the plus one is an upgrade for me nice Oh, another piece of treasure goes to Basil. Basil is making out like a 
Bingo. Hey, I gave up that. I let. I thought the wounding should go to Lomang. I could take it out too. Because, but he, yeah, with the flurry, you just do more hits. So I have more. Yeah, more potential chance. And does it stack? Probably not, right? Nothing stacks. So, like, if I hit three times, it wouldn't do three. But you can keep effect. reapplying it if it somehow Nothing if it somehow stacks. stops bleeding, you can reapply. Yep. Well, how long does the bleed last for? Until they get rid of it. Same rules as the players, I assume. And, yeah, and when when does that bleed happen? At the beginning of their turn or the beginning? At the end of their turn. At the end of their turn. Yeah, all persistent effects happen at the end of your turn. That's cool. I like it. The only problem is if a creature doesn't have blood, but that's right. I mean, there's a lot thing. of things that I can't crit. There's a lot of things that, that yeah that don't that are immune to that. I'm sure, like constructs and. But that's gonna be the I'm case dead. with any property run. I mean, you could yeah. get you could get flaming, and there's gonna be things that are immune to fire. So you might as well, you know. Yeah, I'll use the, it for take now. Take the good yeah. for what it is. I like it. Let's do it. Because this way I can punch them and run away more like I like to do. And they can just bleed out while they're chasing out. you. Yeah, exactly. It's like a dot. Okay. Does that mean that you, Mr. Lomang, are going to fork over the 34 gold pieces? Sorry, 36 gold pieces to have it apply yes, to you? I oh. am going to do that. Yep. Big spender! <laughs> oh, that's right. It's a rune on a stone. It's not, yeah, so you have to actually have it transferred or whatever. Do so. Boom, done. We won't even roll for that. Let me adjust my... uh, Kaboom! And then chain shirt. You got the moonlit chain shirt. Yeah, I mean, I already have low light vision, so the low light vision piece doesn't really help me at all, but the plus one, this saves me 130 gold or whatever. That is what we call in the game a... uh... A side grade, and I don't. Well, I don't know if I don't know if it being silver might have certain property advantages against undead and stuff. You never know. You never know. Okay, so actually, Basil is gonna because he's so fancy is gonna need to have more loot. I think because I, don't I think that's really true. But I like what I'm hearing. <laughs> I don't Continue. This, I don't think this works for me because I'm really? just, I'm trying to put it in in, a, in Hero Lab and it says piercing or slashing damage required. Oh, that would be me. Then. Oh, because it's wounding. That's right. Yeah. Wounding only works with piercing or slashing because yeah. you can't. You you basically puncture them and make a wound, and your fists are um, too delicate. You just slap them. You're like slapity slap slap slap. I, mean, I, I could I put give it you on my in, crossbow. I give you internal no, damage. No, you're not putting it on a crossbow. You're not putting it on a crossbow. <laughs> I could put it on a crossbow. That you never use. I use it all the time. No, Wounding you don't. Well, I hold it. Wounding I don't sword cane. That's, that's style. That's style. <laughs> oh my god, Basil, yeah. guess what? I guess Today I'm getting the rune, too. You should totally get the rune. Basil's very all fancy. Right, I'll t- I mean... da 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 and Basil, guess what? They also found in the chest a brand new car! Hey! <laughs> Woohoo! I, I bid $19,341 on the showcase. <laughs> and the showcase is... Oh, you're over by $1. Sad trombones. You the wounding rune instead. So, sword cane or bow? That's your decision. Oh my god! Hmm. Talk it Wounded out, sword cane. Talk it out amongst yourselves. I'll probably, in the long haul, I'll probably use the sword cane more. On the other hand, there'd be something to be said for sitting back and putting bleeding on multiple targets. That's true. That's true. I mean, there's some other good things I can put on rune. I'm looking at these other runes, and I'm gonna have to get some money. I'm gonna spend some money on these next. I think, I think for the moment, I'm gonna put it on the sword cane. Are you gonna thank Chris for uh, spending that gold to put it on the sword? Uh, <laughs> no, I will spend my own gold <laughs> to put it on the sword cane. I yep. 
I'm not unreasonable. The great humongous. He's a reasonable folk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm legitimately sorry it didn't work out for you. That's right. I thought, no, thought okay, it would be a good one I, for you. I know. I've limited my, my role to bludgeoning. The great basil. Although there are other stances that do like slashing and piercing. I don't have them, but they, they exist. Nope. nope. You have the internal technique where you like do damage inside them. They can't even see it. They're Can black you shift and blue to those uh, stances? I cannot. I, I don't. I only later. know green stance right now. Mm. Yeah, but and, later and actually, no, you I can. I know the uh, other weird stance that's, that doesn't do that either. That's kind of grim that you can't change your damage type. That's that's kind of yeah. Limiting. It's it's a problem. I have a dagger and I have a crossbow. Okay, so you're plus one striking, exquisite wounding sword cane. Do you have enough on there yet, Basil? I think we need to get it to plus two so I can add a separate, make, make it like flaming or something as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, these names are getting insane. I mean, I can only imagine when you're like plus three, striking, exquisite, flaming, wounded, astral, lightning, <laughs> sword, <laughs> mithril. Yeah, it's like, how much can you put on it? Okay. Of Ulm. <laughs> what does slowed one mean? Slowed means they only get uh, two actions when they go. Because I'm thinking I could get a, uh, a, a a frost rune, and I could call myself Sub Zero. Sub Zero. <laughs> <laughs> you could. <laughs> I might have to. And do then that. you can never use the old "get over here." I know, Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, they got some good. There's some. You know what? I, I need to save my money because there's some really good ones. They have shocking. Uh, they have all the elements, of course. They have ghost touch, axiomatic. That's the they one got that axiomatic, which yeah, is, that's super expensive. They got that's conducting. The conducting is interesting. I mean, I don't know what that is. I guess that's for like uh, conducting spells or something through it. I don't know. I think, I think you can cast a spell into it. I think as an officer of law, you ought to get axiomatic at some point <laughs> as part of your standard kit. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's 1400 but axiomatic anyone else does anyone else i mean you can still purchase more after i'm just saying how much gold do talking. i have only like 200 something right basil has 179 low mango of 221 i have like 40 something i didn't actually do the calculations but i will hold on like whatever it is i gotta subtract 10 for the new chest token and like nine or whatever it is for the scroll yeah so Pest form. Then whatever pocket change is less, but that's what I have. Pest, I think, is six. And how much is a chest token? It's a ten. Oh, so it's only six. Yeah, so you have something like you have forty-five. So I just want to get that sorted and out of the way. We get the more. To, you yeah, know, you got something like twenty-nine stuff. gold left. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? No. Good. You go to sleep. You have beautiful dreams of creatures trying to hunt you down with flaming swords. You have dreams of you falling into infinite darkness. You have dreams of you getting pulled into a roper's mouth. And you have dreams that you are getting skinned alive by the Skinsaw cult. And then you wake up and you realize, hey, it was all dream. <sighs> okay, bright and early. Time to go earn your money. What you doing? Actually, I would like to buy it. Or no, never mind. I'm going to go see Sergeant Olo get the report. Yes. 
Not everyone's fucked up but once. Okay. You head on over for your morning debriefing. And Sergeant Olo's there. And he's like, oh, wow. That Danicus. That really, really went well. He, uh, he was willing to tell us a ton of information. He really, really seems to hate this cult. So, here, I got a whole bunch of things for you. And he pulls out, like, a little box. Like, an actual box. And you're like, what? And inside, he's handing out bags to each of you. And then he also is handing out some maps. He goes, all right, here, uh, I got some maps that we're able to uh, put together for you after talking to him and, and figuring it out. So yeah, here, here's the maps that you can use when you're uh, continuing to eradicate the cult and uh, find the missing officers. And sure enough, when you see the maps, the maps are very similar to the ones that he drew for you. Only this time it actually has the names of all the rooms oh, it's got them. Okay. in there. So you can actually know when you are in... Well, let's see. What are some of the names of some of these beautiful rooms? Johnny, tell them what they won. Well, I see the meat locker, the sewing room, the poison with a question mark, the pool of blood, and the vault with a, also with a question mark. That's the, the, yeah, that's lower, the level. lower level. That's the lower level. The upper level looks like a torture chamber, bloodletting hall, armory, screaming cell, processing hangout. center. <laughs> hangout. I like the that. hangout. So, um, yeah, you guys got your work cut out for you. But I also put together this very detailed report, and he hangs this over to Mr. Basil. Why don't you look that over and you can share that. Actually, I'll put that in the notes so everyone can see the report. Well, this is a lot of windfall from just this guy having an itchy mask. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, it's like, boy, they picked the wrong guy to give him an itchy mask to, that's for sure. I think it's solid police work. Solid police work. Should though. I read we, through this we, really we quick? We find or... somebody who is willing to spill his guts. Solid and detective work. you take all the credit. Sure, Jay. You can read it. Good CI makes a good cop. All right. I'm going to run through this pretty quick. Uh, let's see. The Skin Saw Cult Report. We learn more about the leader of this cult, the Skinner person. She was once a beloved butcher in the Docks District by the name of Rent Desaparon, but her husband and son died in the fiendish siege three years ago, and she was bereft with grief. A tax collector was found dead in her shop soon after and horribly butchered, and she was never heard from since. Violetta is the second in command and seems to be the one making the fiendish creature, the fiend flesh creatures. Uh, the cult seems to have been kidnapping people off the streets for years. These kidnapped people are kept for a few days and then drained of blood and turned into fiend, fiend flesh monsters by Violetta. Potentially hundreds of people have been killed by this cult over the years. As we were told, the pool of blood in lower levels filled only with the blood of sacrifices and the pool appears to be massive in size. Dozens of people have been kidnapped by this cult, and Danicus believes there can easily be a dozen or more prisoners waiting to be transformed. The seamstress is named Mobana, a female halfling tiefling, and she creates the magical masks and cult outfits. She's on the lower level. Danicus believes she hates him. Skinner on the lower level is on the lower level and is always guarded by flayed humanoids with exposed muscles and blood vessels. Danicus has no idea what these creatures are, but they terrified him. Two skin stitches guard the front door to the sanctum, and there's an alarm on that door as well. Danicus wasn't sure how it worked. 
The two elite Sista Daemons and Flesh Golem guard the rocky outdoor ledge as is exposed to the outside world. There are around 15 or so cultists in the Sanctum. Most stay together in groups. Danicus also heard rumors about the cult gathering gold, but he didn't know anything about that. Yeah, so it sounds like you got a pretty nasty cult down there. It looks like they've been working in secret for years, and I'm sure once this is all put to rest, we're going to have dozens and dozens of missing persons cases finally solved. In addition, we also were able to whip something up for you. Uh, take a look inside those sacks I just handed you. Inside, we uh, put together some skin saw masks and outfits for you. Now, these are definitely not nearly the same quality as the original, and the masks are not magical, nor are they made from human flesh. So, they're not going to hold up scrutiny if someone looks at you. Maybe you can get in and get out real quick, but if you want to use them, they might be able to help you if you need to run through quickly. So, use them as you may see fit. Hmm. Dougie's going to check to see if these masks are itchy. No, no, no. That's great. The, these masks are, they're fake leather. You know, we, we don't have any. Leather. Quite are they too. vegan? Ah. <laughs> so, uh, in fact, and he holds it's out leather. the real skin saw mask. Is, yeah, uh, we have the real one here, but uh, I don't think anyone wants it. And he's sort of holding it like between two fingers. Ah. He's like, you know, this thing is made out of uh, ah. humanoid flesh. No one's would wear it, though. So there you go. You can see it. And it looks like a, you know, it's a mask. It's definitely stitched together from the flesh of various humanoids. It has a mouth that's sort of frowning. And then there's like a jewel eye in the left side. This is hmm. the fake one or the real one? No, that's the real one. That's the real one. It's like, uh, I mean, if someone wants it, they can try it on. I mean, I, I don't know if it's itchy or not. Well... Loming or I'd, I'd wear that. Yeah, Loming would probably do that. Oh, yeah. okay. Here, uh, here you go. He like chucks it to you. Although All we right. should give it just to the as person long as it with doesn't turn you evil or something. Yeah. Well, why don't you try it on? Just yeah, let's sure. watch him. Uh, well, maybe detect magic first on it. Oh, it's magical. Oh, it is. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, can we identify it? Yeah, is that let's something? try to let's try to identify the magic then. I mean, oh. I saw that episode of Twilight Zone, so you know. I don't know if you did, whether you put on the mask what, and your face what, stays What's that Twilight Zone? <laughs> your face stays that, is that, way. Is that, a, is, that a, <laughs> is that a bar or something nearby? Yes. What are you talking about? It's it's in Bree. Oh, okay. It's in the Shire. Basil has no idea. Oh. It looks like a patchwork of humanoid flesh makes up this grotesque mass stitched together with black silk and a little bit of wire. It has a bulbous orange eye crafted from a magical glass bubble and a wide row of teeth. It's made to look like you're f scaring people, and it's scary when you wear it. Urgh. You know what? I'll put it on. Fuck it. For Fortune favors the bold. You put it on! And he's a demon now. And roll for combat. <laughs> no, you suddenly feel... Drained. Not drained one, but drained two. Oh. So you are now fifth level. How do you feel? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> that just drained me. Yeah. Uh, I take it off. You take it off. 
Don't you feel much better? You feel like you're seventh level. Like, <laughs> oh, that was, that was uh, but that was you scary. lost those hit points, so you're now down whatever you are. What do like you, how a many, lot. However many like hit lot. points you get per level, you lost that. So you need some healing. Heal <laughs> me. Wow, that's messed well, up. But doesn't does those heal back, or does he have to nope. do a long rest? No, he just has to. It seems to normally drained. You need a long rest to get it back, but as soon as you took off the mask. The drains went away. Right, I'll do a quick battle medicine to fix it. That's them crazy. Up. That's so weird. Like it's cursed. Like why would they give them to their own people to keep them down? Well, maybe it's cursed. Maybe it's cursed against good people or something. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, alignment be, based. Yeah. I bet it's axiomatic. Yeah. So uh, probably don't want to uh, use the real mask. There. Yeah. No. And I'm oh, not. by the way, it was really itchy, little man. Like super <laughs> itchy. <laughs> stinky. Danicus was absolutely right about the itchiness too. Does the eye? Did the eye do anything weird? The googly eye. Yes, you couldn't tell, but it was, it was sort of allowing you to sort of sense people's emotional states. Hmm. God, that's really bizarre. That, we need to research that thing. It's a cursed item, so I mean, uh, Gomez, can you figure that out? Uh, I could, I could read its aura, but I don't want to. It's disgusting. <laughs> hey, it's it's uh, it's 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 so gross that even a goblin won't touch it. So oh, there you go. Yeah, no. Well, since they named these creatures, we should maybe do knowledge checks on them, like an elite flesh golem. We kind of know the stim. That, that's smart. That, that, that's 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 big brain talking. That's uh, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Figure out what these uh, yeah, demons so, are. Yeah, what like, the hell? yeah, because, yeah, it's because uh, recall knowledge. We recall knowledge. Yeah, recall about knowledge. demons. From whatever knowledge we might have on the subject. Custody demons. Who wants to do that? What do you want to do first? Yeah, why not? I think they're neutral evil. I think a demons are neutral evil, right? Which is very, very evil. Yes, demons are neutral evil. Now this requires religion. And unfortunately, Basil does not know much about them, other than they are guardian demons. Blasphemy. Sorry, you don't know that much. You don't have a lot of religion. Doug got some religions. Dougie Dougie is trained. He is plus 11 for his religion. Dougie? Dougie is the man. Oh, Dougie oh, is how like about that? a skill check on Dougie. Dougie, Dougie <laughs> oh. didn't want to upstage Basil. But once Basil failed, Dougie's like, I'll step in. Wow. We've seen everything. <laughs> Dougie, Dougie. This is questionable knowledge, though, if it's coming from Dougie. So. Dougie knows a little bit. He, yeah. He's heard of these guardian demons. Who knows why? He knows a, a couple of things. He knows that they are formed from the souls of vile mortals, particularly those who took efforts to hasten their own death and their willingness shaped them into demonic servants so they're usually used for guarding vaults or similar locations on the material plane so they usually are summoned and then told to guard something so it sounds like they're literally doing what they were told to do which was guard this front door they are bound to the plane until they're released so they're stuck here couple things about them you uh you know that they're immune to death effects and you know that their weakness is of course good because you know that who everyone knows that uh you know a couple of things unfortunately they um they can fly and uh they can dimension door at will 
which means basically Dude. teleportation anywhere they want. Wow. Every round, if they wanted to. So wow. good luck. And uh, oh yeah, they breathe. Oh yeah, they breathe. Um, uh, a cone of fire. Um, yeah, don't worry about that. Um. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, that's kind of it. That's what you know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Also, it, it can give you, like, terrible wounds that just won't ever, like, heal and require oh, just huge man. amounts of uh, massive healing to uh, to get rid of. So there you go. And these monsters, the notes say we will never have to face? Is that, is that what the notes say? I forget. The notes say they are guarding the front entrance, and there's two of them. Oh, great. Well, that sounds like a job for a goblin. And then, no then you do, then you think about, well, that was the easy one. Now let's let's do the flesh golem because everyone knows how easy flesh golems are. Yeah, it's like a little mini Frankenstein. What what could go wrong? Basil, oh Basil, 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 shaking his head and wondering, maybe it's not too late for me to go back to law school because they're made of grotesque skin and muscle they're a parody of life and they have no mind but they they are an absolute tank when it comes to battle they're immune to everything bleed disease death electricity doomed drain fatigue healing mental necromancy non-lethal paralyzed poison sick and unconscious Oh, and magic. Yeah, that's right. They're immune to magic. Oh, and physical immune damage, Immune to magic? Oh, yeah, yeah. Golems that, does that mean like fire? Magic. Like magical fire? Like a well, fireball? Well, believe it or not, flesh golems and golems in general have a weird mutation when it comes to magic. They have what's called golem anti-magic. And there's very few exceptions so flesh golems, for example, if you hit them by cold, they're slowed. If you hit them by electricity, it heals them. But they are harmed by fire. Oh, we got that at least. Yeah, Frankenstein is not a fan of fire. So they're they're Frankenstein's monster. They're Frankenstein's monster. Oh, and yeah, there's a chance that they will go insane and then just attack anything until they're destroyed. So you got that too. Yeah, have fun. Right. So there's just one of those and two daemons guarding the front door. And both of those, let's see, any one of those would probably be hard for you, let alone three of them. I wonder if we could get the golem to go insane and fight the daemons from, from a distance. That's right. Yeah, it'd be great. You like, poke them, shoot a bunch of arrows at the goal until it freaks them. out. Yeah, and, and like, and then, and then somehow get them through the door and close the door and just let them run house throughout the entire dungeon for us. Well, the thing is, you also they're immune to um, physical damage. What about an itchy mask? They can be annoyed. <laughs> they can oh be my taunted. god, they're immune to physical damage. They have resistance. The resistance. Oh, okay. Except All adamantium. Right. Do you have adamantium? No. Uh, By the way, in the, the power list. structure of monsters and you guys just know this you know you have like your general monsters and then you have some of the stronger monsters then you have demons devils demons that's like the top tier then you have the super top tier and that's golems and then you have the godlike tier and that's dragons so you're facing something one level below a dragon 
Golems are oh my god nearly they're they are very I would like to not very, fight the golem if possible very hard to fight and I the think. and the daemons are no um no small thing now the thing about the the golem is they also they hold on they 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 only have one attack that's the good news that's all they have one attack that's it just one I mean you know all they do is punch you. That's all they do. I mean, you know, they can punch, you know, through through the wall, but you know, that's all they can do. So you got that. They're like a, they're like a parody of Loman or Loman. Yeah, I punch too. They <laughs> yeah, punch hard. They, uh, they, punch they, they can take a one punch, punch man. <laughs> Basically. Can, wait, you said they're immune to physical damage too? Oh, they're resistant. 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 Oh, resistant. Okay, sorry, good. not resistant. Hmm. Sorry, funny. Right. How much is a ring of fire resistance? How much, how much gold do I have? <laughs> well, I do wonder if we should get a couple, like, alchemist's fires. Yeah, it's not bad idea. Or a torch. Like, I, I love that Igor, like, taunt him like Igor, and get him to go insane and then run away. Yeah. Let him wander the halls, causing trouble. So, I think I want to buy a potion or something. How much is a potion of fire or resistance? Something? Did you say that those demons, they used fire, right? Yeah, the demons breathe fire. All right. Uh, where do I buy that? Alchemical? No, infused alchemical items? What is this? Magic items. Yeah, I don't know what that is. You'd have to find it. I don't know if there's a potion for that or it's just only a spell. I think potion of resistance is potion what you're looking for. Potion of resistance for. lesser. Oh, no. You want greater. Uh, it's not cheap. Oh, lesser is 45. Greater is 850. <gasps> oh. 880. <laughs> no, 850. Oh, oh no, 180 for moderate. Oh, right. Moderate's 180, and that's 10. You can buy a ring for, like, under 250. Or you get a ring. Rings are even better. Yeah, it's crazy. The ring of fire resistance is only 245, and it's a fire resistance 5. It is 5. And it's permanent. Um, I can't afford it. Oh, it turns out that the, the wounding rune couldn't have gone on the bow. It has to be a melee weapon. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that makes sense. Some some runes are any weapon, but some are specifically a melee weapon. Can we do enough? Can we do enough fire damage? Like, can we should we buy? Like, what is alchemist fire? Damage? Alchemist fire. I was looking at that. It's ten gold for one that does two d eight. So it's a little. But the next one, next one up is two hundred and fifty gold. So. Well, what does it do? Like three d eight or something? Yeah, for like a three d eight. That's ridiculous. So the the the, the economics on on alchemist's fire be better to actually be an alchemist. I mean, I have my staff, so I can cast produce frame as a, ca- a cantrip, but that's just one. I mean, that's Maybe one. Someone needs per, to start taking one fireballs. Damn, I got the not... necklace of fireballs too. So yeah, I we have a couple of those. These things are not cheap. You're right. It's. 10 gold for 2d8. And a flaming rune for the bow. Would be, I was thinking flaming rune for the bow, but that's 500. 500, yeah. So. Uh, I'm telling you right now, as you start leveling up, the power dynamic will start changing. Not that you can't do damage with the old-fashioned fists, but you're going to have to start doing fire damage or ice or electricity. Like, you need to actually do elemental types, which it's not impossible to get around, but... It's definitely harder if you don't do it. So, I'm well, that's that why I the... want the frost rune, and I will name myself Under Nil, or maybe Under Zed is better. Frost is always good instead of Sub Zero. 
I would like to go back and retroactively take the Ifrit ancestry so that I could have fire damage. <laughs> Anything else you want to do some research on while you're here and figure out what the plan is? Chris, how much was that uber scroll of healing that you uh, had? Uh, I forgot. How much do, do you know stuff? It's on your sheet, right? It was like 50 gold. It was, it was not cheap, if I so, remember correctly. I definitely know. It's, like, I, I, it's not, it doesn't display it that the way. The thing about the Alchemist Fire is that if you miss, it's like, oh, there's 10 gold. You get like, oh, here's your two splash damage. Enjoy. Yeah, that's, that's silly. That's just... If I had more gold, I would. I, just, I don't... Like... You'd be higher level, though. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it, it kind of is... I, I don't understand how that price would ever... I mean, I guess if you find them... How about the major one? You know what the price on that is? Yeah, 850 2,500 no, $2, gold. Or are you talking <laughs> no, about major, the major? That's 48. It's only 48. So it's like, <sighs> God, that's so not worth it, it seems. Although, maybe it is. Maybe you have that much gold. It's plus three to attack for some reason. The reason they have those is because sometimes they're part of magic items. But, but it does oh. do additional damage, though. So you know what? I'm going to buy three lesser... Uh, I'm going to buy four lesser Alchemist Fire. Hold on. I mean, I have my staff, and I have most of two Necklace of Fireballs. So I'm, I've am got some decent damage against Golem Man. Yeah, and, I, and I have fire. I have fire. Yeah. And go with this fire. So you know what? I, I think if we we could do the, the the shock and awe. I also have electricity. Zerg. I could I could burn him and then heal him and then burn him again. <laughs> Try not to heal him. Basil, do you think you and I should ought to get some more? Uh, not in. Is it infravision? Dark vision. Dark vision. Dark vision scrolls. I mean, we've we each have two hours. I mean, I kind of don't think. I feel like the complex is going to be since, since there's humanoids living there it's probably mm, going to be point. lit yeah yeah so i feel like maybe we'll take our chances and at some point it's going to become a you know at some point stealth's going to go out the window or just going to be put pounding our way through and then we can then we can have light sources on anyway oh yeah you didn't when you put that mask on you didn't get an impression that it grants seeing the dark anything right well, it doesn't matter. No one's no one's wants to be fifth level and see in the dark, right? Yeah. No, well, if it's if no, it's not no, no. It's about whether or not there's whether or not the caverns are illuminated. Like if they're all well, wearing they this mask and the mask gives you uh, that magical see in the dark, then maybe they're not. Well, they wasn't sure because he already has dark vision, so he wouldn't be able to tell. Ew. Yeah, we can always just announce our presence. I mean. We can't sneak. Well, anyway, ask, so. ask, 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 Laughing Boy. What about the? What about our informant? He, he could just answer that question. He, oh, so that's it's, true. It's itchy, but could it let, did it let him see in the dark? Oh, Danicus. Oh, Danicus. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, we let him go. I mean, ah! he, he he gave us all the information we needed, and he gave us his mask. He gave us his uh, outfit. I mean. We had no reason to keep them. So it's a, no, oh, no forwarding address, huh? Uh, no, just, 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 I would just, imagine, th though. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Yeah, but you know what? I guarantee that it's lit because there's humanoids in there. He was human. He can't Fair see. I imagine it's lit. Fair enough. Oh, I meant to do this a while ago, but I'd like to get a level two version of long, a scroll of Longstrider and attempt to learn it. Twelve gold oh, pieces. I I, I'm, stealing, I, I, I'm stealing a move from Hap from the. Uh, oh no! I, I have show. a level one. I have a level oh. one one. 
Because level two is eight hours, so... You buy the spell, 12 gold. You sit there, you're like... Mm, concentrate! Concentrate! Spend one hour! I barely oh, did I it. just made it! I rolled a four <laughs> on the die for a 19, so I just cleared it. He's like, he's like, what did you get on the test? C minus. It's passing. Don't judge. I took the class pass-fail. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, now I know Longstrider, and at least for today, I am going to swap out Longstrider for Comprehend Languages as my second level spell. Okay. Though maybe, I should, maybe we should buy a Comprehend Languages scroll just to have it in reserve. Good idea. Just in case we run into like some weird... Is, is that is that spoken, or is that written? Uh, I believe at level 2, if you get the level 2 version, it's written, and then level 3 lets you have a conversation. Yeah. yeah, so I'm willing to spring for a level three comprehend languages and tuck it in the back pocket. It'll help. Thirty gold. Yeah, we, we, that's how we beat the one. That's how we dealt with the uh, spiders. Remember, that were locked in the vault. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's useful. So yeah, I'll go buy a level three comprehend languages and just tuck it in my back pocket. Thirty gold done. You got it. Next. That's it from what I know. Uh, let me just double check my healing. My onboard healing, really quick. Might want to get another potion or something. What about Chris Beamer? What do you got? I just got four of the lesser uh, optimist fires. Okay. How much are those? Uh, three gold each. Oh, those lessers, they're great. <laughs> lessers are great. Three gold. Three gold here. They're three, cheap. Three gold they're there. cheap. I like the cheapness. And they... Can I get two more of the 12 gold healing potions? No. Okay. Please. What are those called? Uh, I think those are the lesser healing potions. Do they have um, the alchemist class? Yes. They do, right? Yeah. Isn't yeah. The one pity is I actually could have taken alchemist as a focus as an investigator and had some alchemist abilities. I, I, I mean, it's always, a pity now, yeah. but I mean, obviously, overall, I still like where my character is. But I always thought that they looked interesting because they, the, they have the transmutes and they have the bombs. Oh, let me also get a... Lesser Elixir of Life as well. Because that's 3d6 plus 6 and a bonus to poisons and diseases. Anyone else? Nope. Anyone else? We go to the dungeon. Okay. So you have the report. You have the detailed maps. You have the magical skin saw mask that no one's going to wear. You have your faux skin saw masks. They, um, you know, they don't quite have the evilness that the real one has. And, of course, you have your cult outfits that make you look like court jesters because they are really, really goofy looking. You have bought yeah. equipment. You have bought potions. You have bought two new tokens, new scrolls. Anything else? Otherwise, time to go back to the grind. Back to your favorite place. Let's Electric do Avenue. Do it. <laughs> Electric Avenue. You got it. Uh, yeah. Let's go back to Electric Avenue. You're back at Electric Avenue. Now, first of all, Gomez, your vital beacon is gone because it only lasts. Yeah. I don't know, even know about that vital beacon anymore. Oh, no. What do you guys think? I like the vital beacon. What a lot. was it? Uh, what was a vital beacon? It's That's just the a... one where we would like play tag. Vital with him beacon. To get right and it's uh, 
I guess no, I guess I recast too far away. Game. He's too far away. It's well, what what is it? No, yeah. I like what what does how much it's like, heal like third what's... level like being able to just enhance things at third level. That it, it costs a third level slot. It does, but you know what? It frees up your yeah, action. Go 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 for another third level. I mean, it's it's hypothetical. Like theoretically, it's healing efficient because it, it like it, if so, it like it lets. You, it frees me up to do other things yes. because it kind of lets it be somebody else's responsibility. And uh, I think it's more total healing than if I used a f- fourth level. It's a fourth level slot, like a fourth level slot for a heal. Like, what's the first rank? What's the first? Isn't it like four D ten to start? Yeah, it's 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 four. It's always four dice, and the and the type of dice changes. So I, I, I like it. Big dice I, I, first, I, I, and being tiny dice at the end. That I'm super fast. Uh, I can come and hit and run, come back. You know, I almost used it the last fight. I was preparing right, I'm for sold. that. I like it. I, I wake up in the morning, I cast it. Cool. Yeah, okay. and we want you freed up to like, you know, while I'm needing to heal, you need to be casting fire. Yeah, that, that's Stuff the idea. Like that, yeah. Final beacon on. Basil, do you cast your long strider? I'm going to go ahead and cast long strider, yeah. Nice. What does that, what does that do exactly? Plus 10 feet of movement speed. Oh my god. Don't, don't take away my thing. That's my... Don't steal my thunder. I identify as the fast one in the group. We thought you identified as the coward of the group. <laughs> well, that's why I'm fast. <laughs> He's fast in one particular direction. <laughs> yeah. Away. The tactical retreat, I prefer. That's what I call Wherever it. Wherever is away is where he goes. Anyhow, well, you're at the beginning of the catacombs. It again is kind of dim light because it's daytime. And some of the light is seeping in from the open area to the northwest, as well as the church to the east. But you know, as you go in deeper, it's going to get darker. So what do you do? Well, we have two choices. I mean, we can go right after that. I, I corrected my positioning in the marching order. We can go right after it, or we can explore the rest of this top level. Because there's that lever, and there's, a, there's that portcullis and stuff that's to the north we didn't go to at all. Yeah, I here. do want to do that. Because yeah. maybe we find we can might be able to find something up here that'll help us against them. This, like we this, would never know to like put that. Let's thing see. On. The spiders are down here. Yeah, but we gotta get past that stupid roper. No, the spiders are over here. No, why do you have to go past the roper? Isn't the roper near the bridge? Why do you have to go near the bridge? But now we can loop through the pudding room and through over that ledge or whatever and get to a similar place. Right. Well, keep in mind you also have... Alright, so here's the deal. You have the map, and they show you how to go through. You go through that little crack. Right. And that will bring you down into like the sewer area. So if you're trying to get to the... No, we were talking about uh, the, the upper level. Do we want to open the gate, the portocullis thing and check that out? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like to the north. Over here. Yeah, it's either that or the spiders, but... Why don't we at least do the portacullis and see where that leaves us? Yeah. All right. And you know what? I'm turning... We don't need to do our uh, lights on until we get there. All right, we're going to party move over to the uh, over to the portacullis. Yeah, we're not going to do dark vision until uh, we get further. We have our amulets on, of course. Okay, it is pitch black near the portacullis. Well, well, we can turn on. I'll, I'll, I'll fire up torch. a sunrod or whatever. Or cast light or... Actually, yeah, yeah, cast light. All right, there you are near Porcola's area. What do you do? Doug, are there traps over here? I can't remember, but I will look again. 
Searching, searching, searching. And I'm moving. Oh shoot, did we want to get do we want to get another feather token and recover the rest of the treasure from the other side of the room? He got the uh he did get the chest feather token. Okay. Yeah, well, we, we can do, do that whenever you want. Uh you wanna do that now? I'd rather do it now. Yeah. Why not? I mean we're looking for tools against the enemy. Alright, so the same trick works, I'll just mark off what it how to do with an elemental, right? I summoned an elemental, gave him the thing and just told him to scoop it all up. Yep. <laughs> He's hand waving it all. So yeah, you can go into <laughs> that little room, you can summon the elemental and have it get what is left and on the other side it looks like there was this weird iron cube over there you see some feather tokens nice this will be mine some, some vials <laughs> no and a feather lots... token inside of a feather token is it like <laughs> it'll will, 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 yeah it'll implode <laughs> rip the hole and then there's of course lots of uh aerodinian items that are worth just cash so I will hand wave that and say you do the same thing you did last time. And the good news is they're able to go in, take the stuff, and give it back to you. The bad news is it's stuck inside that chest feather token. Unless you, you know, want to open it up, it's up to you. Yeah, in extremists, we, we, we can... In the short term, for encumbrance reasons, probably not. But if Yeah, we... not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so stick it in the pocket, we'll forget about it, and then if we're caught in a room and we need to get out... Then or if we read some journal about how the magic iron box is the way to slay right, a right, demon right, or something, right, 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 I know right, right, what to do. It's yeah. Until then, it's in demon. my pocket, safe and sound, and I will mark off a second level spell for the summon elemental, and I will mark off my token. You will summon a tenabite. Alright, so, I mean, I was gonna say, before you went through all that trouble, maybe the lever could have opened that portcullis, but I guess we'll see what there wasn't. Well, yeah, any... we kind of we kind of sidestepped, but yeah, I guess we get back to the portcullis now. I was wondering if it maybe worked on those portcullis because those were portcullis too, right? Those, those were, were just bars. No, oh. they were magical bars, traps. Yeah. Correct. They were not a portcullis. There, magical bars of death. And do we figure out if any of that treasure is like like what was that uh, metal? No, because it's, no it's, it's, it's in the box. It's in the it's in the feather token right now. It's it's, it's oh. in the box. And until you take it out of the box, what's in the box? You need to spend 10 minutes to examine it in person. Oh, so. I'll, can I do that as a thief? You have well, to take no, everything in... out, of the, out of the feather token. Yeah, we don't have the space. To, we want to just leave it in there for now. It's uh, up to you. Do whatever you want. But this is how it works, John. I can All the items. Quite a bit. Everything there is now inside the token. If you open the token, it goes away and all the items spill on the floor. Well, we do have the bag of holding, though. Yes, you do. All right, so on it. And it, I can it. carry very many things. I can carry more. Whatever you want. Do you spill it on the floor? Yeah, let's spill it on the floor. All right. Really? Dougie wants to know. He's got to oh, wait, 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 wait. There might be wait, answers why, why, in there. Why do we want to? He wants to know what the items are. Well, we're, we're specifically I, looking for a pendant to, 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 to not deal with that flying uh, horseman. All right. Guy. Well, you, you guys you guys sort through Yeah, but it it's then. unlikely someone stole that pendant and then put it in an even more secure vault. Well, we it's already found out the that the, the guy told us that someone down in the lower levels had a pendant. That, that was the pendant that we're looking for. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, That's true. So that pendant's oh, not yeah, in I, didn't, I, I didn't remember that. I, I'm keeping the key in my pocket. All right. All right. Dougie grabs the feather token. Gomez is too quick and puts it in his pocket. He goes, no, no, no. 
No, no, no. You didn't say the magic I, I word. Also, I also slapped the back of his hand. Like like he's going after the cookies in a cookie drawer. I was like, no. Wait for, wait no. for, wait for, <laughs> wait. Bed buggy. You, you eat your main meal first and then you go to dessert. No, you don't, you gotta wait. Let's just keep an eye on him when we get back to the base that he doesn't go to the trade district and alone. To the <laughs> north, a broad portcullis blocks the hallway, which ascends by way of shallow stone steps. East, the corridor terminates in a dense pile of stone rubber. The doorway to the south of the wreckage is constructed in the same style as the rest of the level of the catacombs. The northern tunnel, by contrast, is roughly carved from the living rock and winds down steep earthen stairs, presumably to a lower level of the necropolis. Fixed to the wall between this makeshift tunnel and the porcolis is a plain brass box, about two feet square and one foot deep, in the center of which is a vertical slot. Ah, there what we go. What do you do? Well, first things first, to the east where the rubble is, there's a passage there, yes? Yep. Yeah, does this go down or up? Yep. Goes down. 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 That's very suspicious. I say we deal with the portcullis first. I have a feeling that may go. uh, That that doesn't look like it was part of the original structure. Analysis paralysis. Too much to do. Yeah, there's two (laughs) different things. Too many things. Too many ways to go. All right, let's let's look at the box and see if we can figure out a way to use the the bar as a as a lever. Yeah, it seems like it looks like that you could fit it in it looks like it's a perfect fit i will right. try that you who's doing it you're nowhere near it are you going are you doing it i'll go basil? ahead and do it yeah i'll back off basil takes out the stone rod puts it in about a foot and then here's a click and it seems to have clicked into place all right i'll try to pull it though i mean if it's a strength based thing i might have to defer one of the big guys it's very easy you pull it and as you pull it, of course, it's making an absolute ton of noise as the porcolis rises in front of you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I like it. All right, let's explore. Does the one above also do that? You can't see that one. It's though that you can see it on the map. That's actually not realistic. So in front of you, in 10 feet in front of the porcolis, is a hallway and then 10 feet of stairs that go oh, down. I see. And then there's another five foot area. And then there's 10 more feet of stairs that go down. And then you get to the portcullis. So you're actually descending downward. Oh, we're can going we, can down. Can we take our, our oh. uh, lever with us? The lever seems to be stuck in the portcullis. Oh. So the don't forget the steps themselves are difficult terrain. Okay. Moving forward I'm, down I'm going the to stairs. examine and secret doors. Secret doors, because if these stairs go down and the other stairs go down, then maybe they like there's a link here somewhere. So where Dougie is, he's going to be moving up along the wall, searching for secret doors. Okay, you search for secret doors and you find no secret doors. Well, he focuses on the ground and, and you see he no traps. for traps. Check, you search check. and you see no traps either. All right. You guys want to pop a uh, dark vision? Uh, or uh, or not you guys, but yeah, just me and uh, It's completely dark now. Yeah, it's completely dark now. All right. I was just going to use light for now. 
Um, well, yeah. Right. So you got a like a like a light rod or whatever. I have the light as a cantrip, so I can cast the light. That spell. Okay, good. Wait, you can't. What is it? What's the distance for that light spell? It's only twenty by twenty, right? Hold on, let me double check that. But I think it's tw- I think it's twenty for I think it's twenty for like bright, and then twenty more for dim. Correct. Bright light twenty feet. Dim light twenty feet. Okay, Basil's the light on him. Thuggy, you are completely. I'm dependent. doing dark vision. I don't care. You are completely dependent uh, on Basil. Then. Yeah, I'm do- no, I'm not. I'm I'm doing dark vision. Okay, you say screw this, as suddenly you realize you're in pitch darkness and you can't see anything. So. Night vision on. Okay, now Dougie can see. <laughs> okay. So. All right. And... Lomang and Dougie get near the bottom of the second stairwell. And in front of Lomang, he sees another Porcolis. Hmm. Now, everyone put themselves where they want to be. Tell me when you're done. I'm already and then there. We'll start. I'm done. I'm going to stay where I am on the stairs. All right, well, you're 15 feet up, Basil, so you won't be able to see any of this. But yeah, I'll like, move down a little bit so I can at least see everybody. Go, Omang. Go no, get him. Uh, no, not yet. Hold on. I fully expect this Fort Gullis to open without issue or problem. All right, here we go. Lomang looks at the portcullis. In front of you, behind the portcullis, is a room. A very large room that continues down a hallway to the north. Narrow compartments and niches line the walls from floor to ceiling in this sizable rectangular burial chamber, creating innumerable pockets for urns and other ornate burial containers. To the south, Porcolis separates the room from a broad hallway with shallow steps. A rusty iron level protrudes from the southern wall near the portcullis. Corridors exit the chamber to the southeast and the southwest and seem to rise, loop around, and reconnect in the northeast and northwest where they form a balustrated walkway 15 feet above the rest of the chamber. You what also is a balustrated s- walkway? Balustrade is a railing. So... Lomang, you see a very rusted lever. You also see something in front of you. Moving. Moving. Undulating. This is something out of your nightmares. Oh, no. This looks like death itself. (laughs) Then I must be looking in the mirror. Fantastic. It's all too shocking. Oh, look at that thing! That's cool. What is oh, that, that's horrific. It's a, it's, it, it's, a, it's a person in a person. Ew. It's, it is. You see, it's like full metal. It's like it's a Titan from Attack on Titan, except uh, it's armored, and you can see the person inside of it. Damn. You see a ten-foot-tall suit of armor that appears to be held together with strange eldritch horror tentacles and nightmares inside you see a person a humanoid whether they're male or female you can't tell but they are trapped or maybe not trapped maybe guiding this thing but they are inside this suit the suit seems to have sensed 
you are here and you can feel from over there, way in the back, where you are, as I saw Lomag stepped back five feet because he's scared, the sure terror and horror of this thing is very, very real. Mm. Roll for combat! Dougie? What do you do? Oh, I, oh! I'm looking at the uh, wrong thing for initiative. All right, so I'm first. There's a the row of bars. Is that down? Yeah, there's oh. a porcolis between you and this thing. Well, we're safe then. We don't have anything to worry about. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, hmm. Is there any mechanism around, like you know, person level? For, uh, by the walls of the porticolis that would make me think that we can open it. You said there was a lever, yes. Okay. I think, right? I said it three times. Okay. There's a lever next to the porticolis, a rusty lever that looks like it would open it. I think we should open that lever. What do you think, guys? I say, yes. yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah. This thing is a monstrosity. It must die. So it's what we came here for. I think this might be well, slow. Well, big picture, gonna... it, seems, it seems like a manufactured one like the cult might have made to protect the lair. That's right. one move, one action. I hit the lever for a second action. Oh, wow. That is and... not what I expected. Oh, we're not running anymore. They got our things have to run from us now. All right, yeah. Well, I hope you all have your new characters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Should sure. we? I'd oh, like, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. I'll make a gunslinger. You're all gonna die. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Daggy walks over. Well, you have to walk right here, right next to the portcullis to open it up. Well, th- yeah, that was one action. I I flip the lever for a second okay. action. Second action. And yep. third action, I move back to Lomay. Okay, you're moving back. We we, we we have formed the line. Hold the line. Hold the line at all costs. Battle. You know I don't like this thing. Hey, right, hold on. It has a name. Basil has a good... Tyro... Tyro... Uh, um, bow. Tyro, it's bow time, Basil. Tyro C. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. a weird name. Well, so far, I can't see it. Oh, hold uh, the line. Uh, yeah. Uh, you should delay an action until you see it. I can see it. He has only barely. 40 feet. Well, I only feet. have 40 feet of light, remember? So, uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, yeah. he should be able to see it. If no, he, he can't. Feet. No, he can't. He's not even close. It's close. It's not. Not quite though. It's at his well because it's twenty feet of Actually, regular and then twenty feet of dim, so it's at the edge of dim. It's at, yeah, so it's in the dim. See it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, but shootable. It's, well, that's okay. I was going to try to get in to do an expeditious inspection so I can get some information on it. But since you I can can't, you could see it to the end. You could see a bit of it, just enough. Well, since I have long strider, I'm going to move. I will continue my move to the point where I can actually get a good look at it. Okay. And I'll do Uh-oh. an expeditious inspection. Oh no! Okay. You see Basil look at it, and you see his feathers go white because he realizes. This thing is two levels above the uh, clay golem. Sorry, the flesh golem. This is a eldritch horror from the dark tapestry. A construct ooze that will 
just destroy you in so quick. It has pseudopods with massive reach that can do 30, 40 points of damage per hit. And it will also be able to eat anyone who dies to absorb it and make it part of them. And they can summon creatures from the Dark Tapestry. What the hell is them. it? What's it called? A, a Tyrolese. Tyro- I think it's called Cthulhu. Uh, or Shubnigroth. <laughs> it's called Shubnigroth. Yeah. Shubnigroth. Yeah. yeah. Tyra Reese. Yeah. Well, it's guarding must be guarding something good, so. That's crazy. Like, this will wipe the floor with us. Why would they put this in this dungeon? I, uh. Shit. Close the gate! <laughs> of course, it'll ooze right through. No, it's gate. It's, it's, it's made out of. It won't go through the gate. It has, uh. It's made out of. It's a con. Okay, let me let me back up. It's a construct. It's a ten foot tall guardian monster made out of metal, but it seems to be conjoined with eldritch horror ooze. Oh. So the armor itself can't get through the gate. Oh, okay, okay. The ooze probably can. So I guess you'll see soon enough what it can do. But you guys are not undo- even close to the pay grade of this thing. Yeah, someone has to undo Dougie's turn. <laughs> I'm going to suggest, as a free action, I'm going to say we might want to back off and close the gate if it's possible. And then I'm going to use my second action to move back. And if we can't avoid the fight, I will draw my bow with my third action. Lomang is up. Hmm, that gate's open now, huh? Is the gate yes. open or closed? Yeah, the gate's open. Oh my god. Where's the lever? In front of Dougie? Right here, ten foot in front of Dougie. Lomang? One action yeah. to close it. I-, I heard it was talking shit about you. I heard it was talking crap about you. Oh, it was talking shit about me? How dare <laughs> so. it? Wow, go I, I, hear, I hear it mumbling under its, in its arcane breath. under under. He does under, not under, care. Under his babble. Did you really tell me that? Because that's going to trigger me. <laughs> I don't tell you that. <laughs> that's gonna bother me. I'm, 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 I'm Actually, I do tell you that. I do tell you that in joking fashion. All right. I'm like, oh man, I want to fight this fucking thing, but uh, I will, I will uh, defer. All right. So I'm gonna move, pull the lever, close Shook. the gate. <laughs> the gate closes. I can still see it from here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can I kind of want to observe what it does. Like, I want to yeah. see what it, I want to see if it sure. like, like if it messes with if it's like gonna tear the gate away or if it's mm-hmm. gonna ooze through. I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. It's to study our enemy. Okay. You see the thing, the monstrosity move. It moves up to the gate itself. It can't seem to get through to the gate, which is rather nice. Mm. And then two of the pseudopods come flying out from its appendages, one at Lomang and one at Dougie. All right, so the one at me, I'm using like, oh shit, I'm not in green stance. No, God, you're not. Because <laughs> I could counterattack it even from reach. But I yeah, well, guess what? You ain't this time. First one's up against Lomang. Does a 42 hit you? Oh my yes. goodness. Oh no. Let's see. You take 64 plus 8. Uh, 72 points of damage. Damn. Oh, was that a... Cr- yeah, that was a crit. Okay. That's awesome. 
That's oh one God. hit. Now the second hit now goes up against Dougie. Uh, it's a miss. I didn't roll yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, That's, why did it do so much damage? It's going to be a mess until you roll. Thinking. What do you mean, why does it do so much damage? That's what it does. Is that a crit? That was yeah, a crit. Yeah, 42 is 10 more than... Uh, wait, oh, actually, it, wait a minute. No, it's it's, not doesn't crit me. Yeah, it does. It rolled... Okay, to hit, it rolled a 42 against your armor class. Right, my armor class is... is 26. 26. So it needs to, it needs to roll a 52. No, it has it to roll to... 10 over. What oh, are you talking over. about? <laughs> 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 52? 52, no, 36. <laughs> it's roll double. That's the and double then for its damage, it rolled 2d10 plus 13. It rolled a 9 and a 10. <sighs> and then it also does acid oh, damage, too. Now it will go up against uh, Dougie. Let's uh, hit you. Oh, my God. Oh, it only hits you with a normal attack. <sighs> It would have killed you almost. No. 24 points of damage. I can take that. It would have done 84 to you if it critted you. <sighs> Gomez, you're up. Lomang's almost dead. What do you do? I I put on Vital Beacon. Remember that? <laughs> well, it's already on. I need it. <laughs> oh, I didn't forget that. Believe me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I think we're out of combat. Do. Yeah, we no, just. No, no. You're still in combat. It reached no, 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 you. No, no, well, yeah. we're going to be out of combat in a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it reached I'm you 15 back feet the hell away. Fall back. All right. So I'm going to back away. I'm going to go here. Run, and, uh, run away. Well, that's probably out of line of Damn sight. Straight. Yeah, that's out of line of sight. So, Basil, you could probably uh, stay there. You'd be totally safe. And I don't want to use any resources because we're either fighting a horrible fight or we're running uh, away. Or we're, we're going to do yeah, out of combat first aid. So, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, don't don't touch him either. Oh, let's up. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here, Scoob! <laughs> Scoob, is that your hand on my shoulder? All you right. should see the Scooby-Doo Supernatural episode that's animated. It's so uh, good. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's a whole episode that Scooby-Doo is animated. Supernatural is so good. Right, going. All right, so this is difficult terrain. That's one. And yeah, I get out of here. So I can get there. I'm done. That's cute. Basil, what do you do? Oh, wait, no, I closed the leather. Lever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're hard. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, you were a member of the you were a member of the cult the entire time. That would be great. That would be great. You do a yeah, heel turn, heel face turn. Oh my god, that would be wonderful. I'm moving back past the second porticullis and just kind of holding <laughs> I know. fast there. Good job. I, I should have moved that extra one square. I don't know why I did. Lomang, you're up. <laughs> You run that far away? Oh, I run this far away. Feats don't fail me now. Oh, wait, wait. People people uh, stop their move adjacent to me. I can make a step because I'm, I'm a sneaky goblin. Okay. Boop. Other side of the wall. Other side of the portals. Cool. The uh, Tyro Keys goes. Seeing you run away, you hear a sound. And it makes a gurgling, horrific noise. That is completely not of this earth. And then you hear a very large plop. And you realize... Oh no, it's getting out of its armor. This fight is not over yet. Alright, uh, closing the lever. Wait, it's not, <laughs> oh, still oh, going. It's, oh, it's still going. Okay, oh, it's right, still right. going. That was its first, first move. It's still got two more to go, baby. 
Come oh, on. Shit. I should have touched you for the healing. God damn it. All right. Live and learn. Yeah, now it goes, and you realize something is coming. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. Death. Oh, my God. In front of you, climbing up it's the stairs. Ochre jelly. Is an ochre jelly that it seems to have summoned in for you. Gomez, you're up. Fight's not over. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, run, run. I don't want to deal with an ochre jelly. Run back to me so I get some healing. You know what? I, I will. I'm going to do, do both. I'm, wait, how, let's see. How far away is how far away is this? Let me see. Boop, 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 boop. I move at 25. Oh, that's two moves. That's not good. That's not too good. I'm gonna just use go a, uh, five feet way. past him. All right, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run behind Lomay. Like right in front of me is thirty. Yeah, but my little stubby goblin legs have moved at twenty five. Oh. So there, I, I end behind go behind uh, Lomay, and I got one action left. I don't use it. Buggy, you're up. Does anybody know how Ochre Joey's like? Can we fight this thing? I forget. There's so many. Uh, it's, one of those, it's got all the usual ooze immunities. I believe it's one of the ones where if you hit it, it splits in half. With like piercing or slashing, it splits in half, so we mostly need blunt damage. Yeah, I mean, I don't well, know. when it's your it turn. May, it may have different... Because it was... Remember, we did kind of do some of this when we were scouting out the one that, we, that Pratchett had. I just can't... Yeah. I could buy not being able to beat the overpowered monster... But if we can't beat the overpowered monsters summon, yeah. we might we it's might need to turn in our adventure badge. Right. I, exactly. I, I'm ready to do that though. <laughs> You're ready to retire. I, I, I want to zone. Maybe it's time. I'm ready Maybe to zone. Time. I'm ready right. to zone out and just like hit the reset on the dungeon. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Well, you can let Basil go and they can get a get a chance to figure out what it is, or you can. Yeah, Why Basil. Don't you do yeah, it? actually, no, no. Yeah, Why I don't can't. you do it? Because I don't have any. I, my role would be awful. Basil will tell. Basil, I'm I'm moving after Basil. Well, what that is, the, is what's that's the, the answer? What's the knowledge? Is it occultism. Occult? Yeah, I have occultism. I could tell you. All right. First, uh, I was a free no, I action. I will do expeditious inspection. For Ochre or, wait, jelly? no, I already did. I already did that on the guy. So you have to spend one action to do so, it. This all right, time. expeditious inspection, just or just a normal normal inspection. Spend one action. You look at it, and you're like, ah, ochre jellies. Very different from black puddings. You go first. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever they're hit, that deals slashing, piercing, or electricity damage, then it splits into two. This one has acid and will grab you. And they dissolve only flesh. No bone or stone or wood or anything else. They're not nearly as bad as the uh, black puddings. Much easier to bite. Same things as usual. Immune to acid, critical, electricity, mental, piercing, precision, slashing, unconscious, visual. Bludgeoning. That's it. That's all that will do it. Nothing That's else. what I got. That's my speciality. All right. Well... In that case, action two, get out my sword cane, leaving the sheath on so that it does bludgeoning damage. And mm-hmm. action three will be getting out my f- staff of fire in my other hand. Dougie, up. I forgot to put my uh, damage on. Okay. Action one, I changed my weapon to a blunt weapon. Shring. And I'm going to step 
And well, it's not a step. That's two. You well, move uh, uh, ten right, feet. Right. Okay, I'm gonna move ten feet. Okay. And oh, it's flat-footed. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's no-footed. No-footed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna use my rapier attack, uh, even though it's uh, blunt. That's yeah, yeah. It's the same yeah. attack. It just okay. changes the damage. Same as last time. Boom. Nineteen. Guess what? Super easy to hit as hey, usual. Hey, isn't mace, so bad. Your mace does 12 points of damage. Boom. Big pieces go flying off. It's Jello. Lomang. All right, Lomang. First action. Wait, I have, a, I have something new for you. At the very top, there's a little crane stance on button. You can press that and it will automatically change oh, everything. Nice. All right. Is that nice? I like it. Yeah, I like that. Beautiful. All right, so I do that. Crane stance on. Second action, I I get my healing, my good good healing from Gomez. Heal me. So my four becomes a three. So now, what do I get healed? Four D ten. Is it D ten? Four D ten. It's on the spell. You can yeah. press it. There it is. Did I do? Are you doing it or I'm doing it? I'll do it. Oh, do I do it? You might. I don't know. Do I do it? Probably Seth. You probably do it. All right. Let me see. Little beacon. And as he goes into crane stance. <laughs> chicken. A crane is an elegant bird. A chicken is a, is a flying lunch. Whenever you go into crane stance, we'll always know. It's a okay. Roll 4 yeah, exactly. to see how much you feel by touching bird. your buddy. I roll it. Anyone does. I'll roll it. 40 10. I don't see the other. Oh, 23. Uh, okay. I guess. It's fine. Wow, you're almost that. as good as new. <laughs> not even close. Oh, not even close. And, uh, one action left. All right. So can I touch him again and get more healing? Yes. I do I it. Think. I do that. Okay. Wait. Oh, once per round. Only once ah. per round. You could do it, but next round. Uh, you know what? I'm going to hang here. I want to get some more healing next round. I can't even get up to it and or attack. I can... You just hear bellowing and weird eldritch sounds coming from that room. Ochre jelly. Well, it's got nothing left to do. It sees a meal right in front of it. Let's go and have some fun. Pseudopod strike. Miss by a lot. Nuggy. Yeah. Oh, change my armor class automatic? That's pretty cool. Pseudopod strike. That will... Oh, no, it didn't hit because you use your reflex yeah. action the first attack whether it misses or not because you rolled a 26 so alright it is 14 bludgeoning 8 acid Ooh, we rolled max damage on acid God so damn. 22 points no of luck. damage no luck alright and then it grabs you oh, I'm in grabbed. big trouble now it's gonna start eating you soon Gomez you're up Let's let's just let's just tag it with a little fire and see what happens. It's really far away. Let's give it. Yeah, well, I'll I'll extend it and give him some produce flame in his face and see what happens. You just make it fifty-five feet. Look at that. Holy moly! Well, guess what? You hit twenty points of fire damage. Ouch! Does not like that. Shoom! It smells like burnt hair in here. It still looks very green. Yeah, it's that green fully green. Halo we got to get out move. of here. <laughs> no, no, I got this. Don't worry. I'm coming in. 
Dude, you are, are your wound is as it's I am. Green yellow. No, no, don't it's worry, green don't worry. Yellow. You worry too much. You got one more action. What do you do? Maybe get a scroll ready because I may need some healing. And I'm going anywhere. I'm killing the sucker jelly. Seth, are you doing anything? I, I did all. I did my three actions. You have one more. Oh, oh yeah, because you extended. Yeah, because I extended it. Sorry, Basil, you're up. All right, roll number one. Time to devise a stratagem. Okay, let's see that roll. Or though it's not going to give me Chris. I'm not going to get any. Uh... You don't get any precision, precision but you might damage. get the plus two. So that's all it does. Of course, these things are ridiculously easy to hit, so I'm not even sure I should waste the action. Do I get a bonus when you do that? No. Because right. you might if it weren't immune to flat-footed. But since it, oh, has no, that's right. since it has no feet, it doesn't matter. Do you know what the reach of that thing is? Was it 15 feet? Well, this round I'm going to do it because I said I'm going to do it. But for future rounds, I'm probably not even going to bother with wasting stratagem. Who knows? You might roll one. Let's say you roll a twenty-one. That will more than hit it. You think? All right. Well, then I'll charge in. Get in there, Basil. Hit it. Eight points of damage. Pieces go flying. Yeah, I guess that's my third action. Dougie, you are up. You are grabbed by this thing. Oh, I'm grabbed. All that means. What does that mean? It doesn't really mean anything. Okay. I mean, on its turn. It can constrict you and start, like, squeezing you and stuff. Basically, you can't move, but you can still attack, and you're flat-footed to it. It's the freaking blob. You're, yeah, you're, you're blob. engulfed like the blob. Yeah, it can. It, it, it actually will engulf you, but it's not as bad as getting eaten by, like, a dragon or something. Like, that's way worse, because you're inside the stomach. This is kind of bad. But, I don't know. It did the... the um, the black pudding did this to you, and you survived, so it's up to you. You can try right, to get well, it. It, 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 it's, it's, it'll exfoliate it. you. It's, a, it, it's like a mask. It's okay, like, it's like an just exfoliating do mask. a regular attack. Hey, you just beat the crap out of it. Yeah, yeah eight points good. of damage. Eight. Oh, sorry, oh. not eight. Wait, that's the mon god. That's the wrong damage. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I did hit the wrong thing. Sorry. Try again. Hey, 13 points of damage. Of course, I roll everything a would be natural crit. twenty. Everything I roll would have been a crit. natural twenty. Guess now what? I roll a natural Guess twenty. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Completely I know. Immune. Yes. Okay. So thirteen okay. points of damage. Boom! You hit it. Attack number two. Oh, fourteen. 14. <laughs> you hit it. It hits. Wow. <laughs> thirteen. Okay. So on my third, I'm going to do a skirmish strike. I'm going to hit it and then step away five feet. You can't. You're grabbed. Oh, that's... Oh, oh. You can't move. You're immobilized. I will then just attack. There you go. Ugh. Okay, believe it or not. I figure it out. Eight misses. misses. <laughs> you always need to roll over a ten. That's the golden number. Yeah. I think there might All be right. one thing in the game that has an eight... Uh, sorry, a nine AC. I think there's one thing. Uh, Low Mang, you're up. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some, um, some more healing. Okay. <laughs> So what is it now, Seth? 48? 48. Yeah, yeah. Lomang is touching Gomez. Gomez, stop touching me. Oh, my God. That is some serious healing. Look at that. Nice. 26? Holy crap. That's good heal. That's not bad. That's not bad. This is working out kind of all right. All right. And so, and now Lomang concentrates, focuses his key, and a swirl of like a small little tornado appears at his feet. As he summons his key rush, and he becomes a blur as he moves to the Orca Jelly and flanks it. 
over there. How far can he move? <laughs> it's immune. I can move that. 90. I know, but it's immune to that. But anyhow, cool. I, I, I don't get the plus two. You, you don't want to do that because you're probably in range of that horrible thing. I don't thing. think I am. Okay. I don't think I am. But, uh, but I also have concealment, so that helps. All right. I, and then I do flurry. Isn't that one to touch, one for key rush? And one, and one attack. Flurry. Oh, you're right. Okay, go. That's it. Uh, okay, crane wing number one. And you hit. Nice. Crane wing number two. Points of bludgeoning. And you hit. Nice. Nine points of bludgeoning. And that's it. Okay. Oh, Lomag is a little close. A little close. A little close, but I'm so banking. Behind you, you can feel the tickles of the eldritch tentacles coming close to you. They're (sighs) almost touching you. Even through the bars, this thing is just a few feet away from touching you. That is how far yeah. its reaches. That sucks. Yep. Well, Even though you're 25 yikes. feet away from this thing, you're like, oh my god, it could almost reach me. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm on the wrong side of the ogre But it does not. It does not reach you. It doesn't. Good. All right. So, Mister Dougie. Oh no. Don't squish Give me. me a fortitude save. Oh no! As I never make to, these. It's going to constrict you. Twenty-one. You do not make it. Probably. You, not. Congratulations! You're, you you managed to succeed in not nine. doing what you said you were going to do. All right. You take six points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, that damage. I can take. And two points of acid damage. As it is beating you to a pulp. It's eating you. Bastard Ogre Jelly. While it is grabbing you and trying to dissolve you, it will now... Um, you know what? It's it's going to attack uh, Basil. 16. Oh, it rolls a 1. Critical miss. Completely mm. misses Basil. Nice. And then we'll try to attack Lopemang. Green flutter. <laughs> really? Try to yes. flutter. Flutters it away. It and misses. And misses too. And I counterattack it. Okay. Nice. Counterattack. Really? God, that's a good I That's a good uh, 11 thing. points of damage. And it raised my armor class by two. I thought it was three. It, three, two additional above the crane's. Got stuff. it. Gomez, you're up. Eh, same thing. Kill it with fire. Okay. You hit it. 18 points of damage. Nice. Basil, you're up. It's not looking too good. There's pieces I'm going of to jelly Actually, everywhere. I'm going to step back. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just going to move back. I'm not going to step. I'm going to stride. Uh, and then I'm going to cast Produce Flame. All right. Time to start using the cantrips. Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm looking for it on my... Oh, there it is. I found it. Well, guess what? Did I actually miss it? Oh, man. You rolled a natural one. Not even (laughs) you can get past that. You were overconfident. You're like, that's easy. Gomez hit it from 60 feet away. And you hit the ceiling. Dougie, you're inside of it. It is like the worst beanbag you've ever been in. Because this one has acid and is punching you. You go. It is not eating me. I am... Bursting out of it. Okay. You hit nine points of damage. 
Uh, oh yeah, white mace. Okay, and number t- attack number two. You hit again, 14 points of damage. And attack number three. Come on. What is that? Nine, Nine points of damage. Oh, it is, it is so barely, close. barely holding That thing is together. red. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> do I take damage this turn or no, do... Okay. No, not this. The lower level oozes don't really hurt you as much. It's the higher level ones. Lotmang, this thing is barely being held together. It's quaking. Shivering like a big bowl of jello. Finish it. Okay, here we go. Fatality. (laughs) It dies. It dissolves. You can tell I just watched Motor Combat the other day. It dissolves into a pool of goo. And what do you do? You get two more uh, actions. I I glance at this nasty thing. I'm going to give it the stink eye. All right, shake my fist. I'm going to have to goo later. And then I move away. <laughs> <laughs> then I <laughs> run away. <laughs> you can you can see tentacles flailing at you, Dougie. It's not even close to you though, but you can see the tentacles. It's trying to reach you through the bars. Ew. And I will just get you out of combat. Now, you're out of combat. You're all half dead. But I mean, it did over sixty. It did sixty-eight damage to me in, in one attack. It's time to put that lever back. <laughs> yeah, close that portcullis. So extra security. <laughs> close. The yeah, portcullis. honestly, I'm afraid to, to to close it. Yeah, I'll close it. Actually, no, Basil, you did it. Do it the the way you do. I, I don't want to touch it and open it. Accidentally. Yeah, can I reclose the the portcullis yeah, the way yeah. you did it? Yep, yeah. you you can go up and. Push it the other way, and down it goes. So, can we do our... Can we remove the bar again, or is it still locked in? Uh, You might be able to, if you um, try, to remove it. It looks like it was kind of uh, jostled out, but, I mean, I'm sure you could, if you wanted to spend a little time, pull the bar back out if you wanted to. Biggest key ever. We might want to do that just to keep, like, the... Yeah. What's sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're All right, can we can yeah. we do our, our normal 10-minute rest healing thing? Yeah, you, you can do your hand yeah. wave rest. But while so you're sitting there, <laughs> while you're sitting there Uh-oh. doing your rest, Basil was thinking about that creature, and he realizes something. Basil thinks that inside that creature you just fought, the Eldritch Horror... That the person inside the creature, he thinks, was wearing a gray cloak uniform. Oh, no. <laughs> it was eaten and became Eldritch. Wow. Wait a minute. Or it was turned by the or it was captured by the cult and the cult did that to it. Oh my god, like that's just one thing. Aliens too. Yeah. They capture them, and instead of the monsters bursting out of them, they put them inside the monster. Oh my gosh! So that means there could be that—that's not like the god thing. That's—that's that's just well. Part oh, of the lore was wow. that you knew that it it could absorb people, right? It absorbs things, people. Dead and, that, and that seems to be their that what they're doing. It's a monster factory. They're making it. They have a monster factory going on there. Yeah. I don't think the cultists got, went here to be honest, because they didn't have the the lever that was with the black ooze, like. The black pudding. You're I don't right. think they ever made it. They down, went so it's the... too dangerous for them. Yeah, either. wait. Yeah, okay. So that is to the. Well, but how did? But 
then there's that retro. I don't side of that little passage to the to the east that also goes yeah, down. That's true. Maybe the maybe the cultists or just the gray cloaks got into that room. Secret from a door direction. Like yeah. See, we as far as we heard from that guy, the cultists went down that crack. Not that stairs, but that 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 thin crack uh, to the yeah to in the, the in the main room. So if we go to the if we go here, it's probably some huge something thing that's gonna kick our butt again, potentially. I, I is that's what I'm. Thinking. No, I, I don't. Th- I, th- I, th- I think I think it's it. more likely, like Seth said, that it's a monster factory, and this is the secret way into there that you can like throw someone into that room and close the door behind it and and mess with it mm-hmm. or it just leads to a whole other area or that upper level that overlooks has an exit that goes elsewhere yeah like the, like this is like this is the obvious way in i mean like on this map really really i think this is the obvious way in so they put the big dog guarding that obvious yeah. way in and but there's secret side way in that where we have to go is that where dougie is now or is that uh well well, there's there's a little passage there's a little passage over to the west that we've that we've found early on and we've just ignored it this entire time. Yeah, down there. It's on the map too. That yeah, the yeah. Passage to the west we, is where the guy said the swarms were. He said there were spider swarms. So where the so the swarms spiders, were spiders, yeah, spider swarms, spider swarms, swarms. Where, you see my marker? Oh, wait, let me let me look. Where's where's that map? Like it's not map. on. This is not it, part it's of. It's not map on the map. This is still the upper level. Yeah, he has. He only has the upper uh, level stuff. Oh, there's lower level. Wait, wait, there, wait so. a second. It it's one a, big map. A, yeah, it was not the first map. There's two maps in handouts. The top map is you go. I, to I that refer crack us to yeah. I refer yeah. It says crack area. to entrance. Mm-hmm. Down at the bottom of that first map. Yeah, that, that crack is that. It's in the six sided room. That's where that crack is. Yeah. That that crack is in the six sided yes. room. Which room is that? Hold on. See, I'm I'm pinging the map. Yeah. That that that's yeah, how you get, get back in there. That way. Hold on. Yeah. Over here that is where takes the, you down to the yeah. sewers, and then and then there's there is this stair over the here. Which we have no clue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, so why don't which we go there? The stair or the crack? The the six sided room that crack. Right. So crack that that means we're done with the do upper that? level and we're just going for the cult. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for the cult. All right. I'm curious. I think for now that's probably the curious. Or why not? Why why not that little passageway over here that does. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think that that might be not to the cultists, but to some big bads. Oh, okay. Oh, um, I, oh that's right. I forgot. We're 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 gray hawking. I forgot we're gray hawking. Yeah. yeah I sure, mean, let's that, do that. this way, I, I'm curious because I, I, I want to see if there's a secret door. I mean, I really want to know what this thing is to this area to the north is that it has this. It's, it's All right. Well, that'll be uh, the cliffhanger, I guess. For yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that sounds good. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com.